Okay, in real life. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. I'm your host, Shegulola Salami. What can I get you today? I'd like a chai tea, please. Okay. Um, yeah, and what would you like that with? How about some cookies? Okay, perfect. Sorry, I didn't get your name. PJ Fiala. Okay, well, nice to meet you, PJ. Uh, if you just hold on one second, um, the little human will get it all together. Um, who's next, please? Hi, I'm uh, Sarah Kajane Miller, and I would love an iced soy mocha. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And why would what would you like with your drink? What a nice big piece of cake. Oh, I like people who like cake. Um, I've got my specialty, homemade Oreo cake. How does that sound to you? Ooh, yummy. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So we'll get your. Um, we'll, I'll pass your order to the little human in a second. We've got to get her to start learning about hard work. Um, and who's next, please? Hi. This is Massimo Marino. I'm a science fiction author, and uh, today, because I'm talking to you from France, and the day is over, I'll go with the Paulila whiskey, 18 years old. Thank you. <laughs> No, sorry, we don't have that here. <laughs> okay, then a double latte and a chocolate cake. Okay, perfect. Right, are you from France or are you just, um, are you just based there? I'm based there, and uh, I'm Italian, by the way, uh, and I live in uh, five countries so far, so a bit of uh, international experience. Hmm, interesting. Now, okay, so I just have to ask this question. What do you think of the French croissant? Because uh, French croissant is a is a common name for many many. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. So the French croissant changes with the regions. Um, oh, really? So it's not really one single French croissant that is equal uh, throughout the the country. Uh, but in general, they are all uh, quite uh, buttery, uh, sweet, and uh, flavory as well. Hmm, interesting. See, I've only ever been to Paris, um, and then, and because I love croissant, I just had to have one, you know, from there. And I find that I prefer the one that's made in the UK. Uh, I've tried those in the UK, but I have to say, I'm sorry for UK people, that I like... <laughs> <laughs> and especially uh, near our place here, yeah, there's a pastry shop who is just uh, phenomenal. I, I mean, there's uh, pain au chocolat, croissant, pain au beurre, and uh, lettres. I mean, it's, uh, you go there and you, you wish you never got in because you always get out of that shop fatter, fatter than uh, you were when you get in. <laughs> Okay, and what part of um, France is this place? I'm uh, near the border with Switzerland, with Geneva. The, okay. The turn, the turn laboratory, the uh, the largest uh, um, international laboratory of, for particle physics. Um, <laughs> mm. Yes, and um, so if you like, you want to position me is uh, uh, on the 
uh, east side of France, roughly at the middle of uh, of the the height of uh, of the country. Mm, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, just to you know digress a bit. I know that one place that I have on my to do list to go to France. Um, is Charolais because you know they've got the Charolais beef and I am a I'm a carnivorous meat eater, um, <laughs> so I have it's on my it's on my to do list. But that's fine. Um, I think that's everyone. So we've got your order, and if you just give the little human a second or ten of those um, to get the order <clears throat> together. Right. So just whilst you know you're not in a hurry to today, are you? Not at all. No. Okay. Perfect. Um, so every single time, you know, on, on in my virtual cafe, I have loads of amazing authors, you know, come in. I think this cafe is just, you know, all the book lovers that just love to come here and, you know, have some drink from my little human and my homemade cakes um, virtually. Um, so, what do you guys think, you know, about blogging? Because you know, we've covered loads of different issues um, in the cafe, but we've not actually talked about blogging. What What are your thoughts? <clears throat> Have the ladies first. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go. I think blogging is very important, and it serves a couple purposes. Um, for one, it keeps active content, new content on your website or blog, uh, on a regular basis. It also is. Um, I kind of consider it a writing exercise. I work with a blogging group, and each week we we choose a topic and we each write on it. So it's, it's kind of like a writing sprint, I guess. Um, plus, uh, it, it's a way to showcase your blog on social media. You've got something new to celebrate and to share. Interesting. Now, you said something that I haven't um, thought about, but it's just one of those things where you just know, but then when someone else says it, it just kind of goes, oh, yes. So you've got a, so you're, you've got a blogging group. So yeah. it's not like, because like one of the things that I've been recently researching um, are like blogging communities. So is that like a blogging community or is that, how is that different? Actually, it's just a Facebook group. We, ju we just have a Facebook uh, group that we join. Um, there's about 12 of us. We have a list so that people, if they want to blog ahead, they can blog ahead. But we share our blogs with each other and each week we write about the same topic. All right, interesting. And apart from practicing your writing, what other advantage does that have to you guys? Well, again, you've got something to uh, promote. Mm. Social media, you have a new blog post to promote. And it also, if you've ever heard of Alexa, mm. a website, there's uh, an uh, oh, Alexa radio. The higher you more content. Sorry, I'm not. I can't really hear you now. There's a, a program called Alexa. Yes. And Alexa is a website rating tool. Yes. The lower your number is on Alexa, the better your website. Yeah. Somebody is interested in advertising on your website. One of the first things that they would do is look at your Alexa rating. By actively blogging and promoting that, you raise your election. Yes, okay, I've, I've heard about that. Um, and what about you, Saka? What do you think? I think a blog is a great way to introduce yourself to potential readers, to um, anybody really, to kind of show your personality. 
Um, not everybody might be willing to buy and read your book, but most people, if you have a cool headline or a nice intro, will take the chance to, to read your blog and then, you know, might follow it, might want to learn more about you, um, the other interests, the other things that you're involved in besides being an author. It's, it's a great way to showcase sort of your, your entire personality and everything that you're interested in. Mm, that that sounds actually quite um, interesting. So, um, because from what someone else, you know, previous conversations that I've had in previous episodes, you know, especially with regards to social media, uh, people don't really like um, the whole buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. But you no. know, just like you've said, you know, to showcase your personality, tell people what's going on um, with you, then at least instead of you to say buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, you're like, oh, check out this something else that I'm doing, or this something else that I'm involved in, or this other information that I've come um, upon. And then when you get those people to come on your website, they could then nose around on your website and think, oh, okay, this person's an author, you know, maybe I, I I'll check out her book, I'll check out his book, and I'll, I'll get it. Oh, that sounds interesting. <clears throat> okay. Now to the lone gentleman in in the midst of three ladies or for three and a half ladies. Well, this is the problem of come of uh, coming last because uh, you three knowledgeable ladies have said everything already. So what can I add? <laughs> uh, uh, the the fact that um, resonated with me was uh, what uh, Patty said in terms of uh, um, practicing your writing as well and. Mm yourself to express on uh, things that not necessarily are about your your uh, writing and your books and as uh, Sarka said is presenting yourself as uh, the as the person rather than the author and uh, otherwise uh, if you if you uh, stick just to as you say promoting yourself showing your books etc you end up like uh, the person who shouts uh, buy my book buy my book and definitely this is not uh, not um, the, the right way to introduce yourself to new readers. And the fact also that the blog in general allows for much more interaction, especially if you happen to write something that resonates with other people, people uh, does comment on uh, on the piece that you, you work. You, you start to create that uh, connection that might then uh, make the reader decide to, to try and also read the novel. Hmm, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> See, so because so, I still have baby brain, right? 18 months later, I still have baby brain. So you just have to forgive me, right? So let me just see if I've got it all together now, right? So blogging is an, is an avenue for one, so we're all authors here, to then say, so for an author, to keep people up to date uh, with their personality and with what's going on. Because, you know, whilst you would want to promote your work, what you don't want to do is go, here's my book, buy my book, and let that be the only thing that you promote. But if you do other things, right, so for instance, you might have, like you, um, Massimo, you know, you're an author, but you also have that nice fancy title of being a physicist, so you might then be blogging on things about physics-related stuff, um, so that then that way it links your writing with your personality, and it helps people to understand where you're coming from, and how that influences uh, your writing, so they get a better understanding um, of who you are. Um, and then, like Alexa, uh, not Alexa, <laughs> like PJ said, it also influences your um, Alexa um, rank. So the lower the rank, the more popular your blog is. Is that right? Correct. Yes. 
Okay, and so then that also gives you the opportunity that if someone likes you, you know, wants to do a sponsor post or to advertise on your website, then you can say to them, well, guess what? My blog is really popular and I have people who follow me regularly. Um, so come and come and sponsor me and give me money. And then if it's really good, you can then, you know, negotiate, you know, an even better rate. Because as, unless you're one of the you know really really popular authors, you know being an author, especially a self-published one, it doesn't pay the bills, not for a lot of people anyway. And for example, just to, to, to give you some practical examples, if you go to my blog, uh, you would see articles on the origins of the universe or the the concept of the uh, wormholes. Yeah, okay. Faster than light. If there is a possibility that alien aliens are out there, or why? Why we can think of uh, the uh, laser guns uh, in, in Star Wars and uh, and other things like that can or cannot work? What is the technology behind that that might that make them happen for real? Uh, and other other thoughts on uh, the fringe uh, science mm. flirts with science fiction and the one that uh, could actually be used uh, in order to develop quite an interesting twist and plot uh, involving a uh, science fiction element. <clears throat> okay. Now, so I think we've sort of, you know, on point with why it's important. Um, so there are two things that are running through my head now, and I'm not really sure which one to ask, so I'm just going to put uh, one there, right? So there are loads and loads of bloggers out there. Everybody's vying for each other's, uh, for the little, the uh, short attention span of readers. How do you get readers. See now, PJ, I know you said something really, really remarkable is that you belong to a Facebook group um, of bloggers and so you guys check out each other's um, posts and I'm hoping that, you know, people would, uh, from people in your group there, you would all share each other's posts. But for someone who's not part of a group, how do you then get readers? One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because, you know, like PJ, you said, right, you need to get your Alexa rank to be low, right? So I'm guessing if you have a new blog, your Alexa rank will probably be in the millions. Um, so how do you then start getting people to come to your blog to try and reduce your Alexa rank? Right. Well, one thing that authors can do is to, exactly as uh, also Patty is doing, for example, here on, uh, on other bloggers or blog, bloggers that do deal with your genre. Uh, doing um, guest posts uh, and articles. Uh, uh, okay. On, uh, on bloggers and reviewers. <laughs> at the same time, uh, be easy to be found. That means uh, if you if you Google uh, for your name and your and your books, you want your name, your books, and your pages, your blog to be among the first uh, links that uh, show up on on the Google. Um, for example, you can try it with me, Massimo Marino, and Diamond, and when you will with me to get to my website, the, the Amazon webpage, the reviews and articles about my books, etc. So it is a matter of being uh, visible, uh, having a constant presence online, so not uh, thinking about blogging, uh, doing an article once every two days, it absolutely beats the purpose. Or saying that I'm on Twitter, but I tweet uh, once every 15 days makes absolutely you totally invisible. You you need to be constant, uh, have presence, and interact with people. 
visit other blogs, uh, as I said, and uh, promoting uh, yourself, uh, and also trying to, uh, to participate in activities uh, uh, involving other authors and other groups, uh, because uh, then another another also can discover your environment. Mm, mm, mm. I can also expand on that a little bit if you don't mind. There are several websites that um, are for bloggers. Uh, there's Triver, which okay. uh, um, it's where all bloggers you can post. You join tribes, and each uh, member of each tribe shares each other's blog posts. So now you're sharing your blog with other bloggers who are sharing their blog with their readers. So you're reaching people that way. There's also uh, Blog Lovin', which is another blog site where you can post your blog posts and other bloggers and readers will find it on those sites. And then there's also Blog Her, which is a very large blog that, once again, you share your blog post on Blog Her and other bloggers and readers are finding it and sharing it with their readers. So there are uh, places, social media type sites where you can share your blogs and potentially find new people to follow. Wow, that is very, because I've heard of um, Triber and I think I had a quick glance at it and it just sort of seemed, I don't want to say overwhelming, but it just seemed a bit, and I was like, you know what, I don't even get, I can't get my head around this and so I sort of just closed it. Um, but now that you've said it, I will I will give it another another look again because I didn't fully understand the whole tribe and how you need there to join a tribe, I will give it another go. So you said Triber, Blogger Lovin, and Blog Her, as in H-E-R. Yes. Okay, so those are three, and those are blogging communities. Yes. Okay, perfect. Wow, so I've definitely learned something new today. So we've talked about the importance. And what about you, Saka? How, how do you... Yeah, you know, it's it's funny how many people will blog but then won't do anything to distribute their blogs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, blog blog groups and, and blog sites are great. Uh, I always use tweet teams, groups of authors who agree to kind of retweet each other's blogs or or oh, other okay. content just to, to get it out there. Um, especially if you have a good hashtag or something that's always going to be searchable, people will find it. Um, I encourage people to get really creative um, to share, you know, like Massimo said, guest posts are a really good one. Um, getting links from more popular sites to link to your blog can yeah. help improve your ranking. Um, like with my column, I have a, an Ask an Author column with East County Magazine. It's a, it's a pretty big news site here in San Diego. And my bio always link it to my blog. So mm. at the very least, there's a, it's a really you know, popular high traffic site that, that's linked. And that's, um, you know, try and get as many of those uh, as you can. Um, mm. Just to, it kind of, you know, the, it brings your search results up more. But yeah, I mean, even just sharing it, just the simplest thing, even just putting it on Facebook, um, having a couple of your friends comment and share it, the same kind of word of mouth principle that most indie authors somewhat rely on, but you know, you got to put it out there. And mm. it's sad, a lot of people don't. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's amazing. So, you've mentioned something that is, you know, is trem uh, uh, tremendous, I can't even speak properly, um, that I've seen a little bit of it on Goodreads, um, but then I never actually paid attention because there's just not enough hours in a day. And you've talked about tweet teams. 
Yes. That, did I get it correct? It was Twitch yeah. teams you said. So how does that work? How do you get a Twitch team? How do you do you start one? Do you join one? How does that work? You can. There's there's a lot of different types and a lot of different ones. Um, ASMSG, like the the author social media group, like they have a couple different tweet teams. They have ones that might be specific for genres or might just be sort of a, a general one and you can go and post your tweet link and then everybody will go through that day and retweet it. Um, oh. The World Literary Cafe, they have a little bit different type yeah. of tweet teams. You can also just build ones yourself, like make a list on Twitter of people who often retweet you mm. and um, make sure you go and like retweet them. It's a little less formal, but it usually works. People will keep retweeting you if you keep retweeting them. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I've I've seen that. I've seen that definitely um, working. Wow. Okay. So let's see. Right, baby brain. So forgive me. I'm just speaking out loud to myself. So we do Facebook. We do Twitter. We do so just you having your regular Facebook and Twitter groups. Then you now have tweet teams. And you said it's the there's the one which I think is ASMG, so author social media group. That's one, okay, so that's one tweet team um, that you can use. Uh, and then like PJ does, she's got Facebook groups so you can network and form a little group of your own with your fellow authors um, and sort of say, okay, well, you can check out my blog and I'll check out your one and I'll share it with my network and you share mine with, my, with your network. Um, so Facebook page, Twitter page, Facebook group, tweet teams, um, blogging communities, that's number five, blogging communities. So we've got blog loving, we've got blog her, H-E-R, and Triber. Okay. Do, 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 do. Have I missed anything? No, well, not really. Well, yeah, oh, yes, 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 I did. Guest posting, you said guest posting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was number six. Those, those are nice ways of increasing traffic. Obviously, word of mouth, you can tell your friends and they tell their friends as well. So we've got seven. Oh, this is quite interesting. Hmm. I would say one more thing, too. If you get a good email network list and then you can email your blog, um, or just or there are sites where you can uh, follow people's blogs and they'll follow yours back and then it'll automatically get distributed to them whenever you post a new, a new blog post. Mm, mm, yes, and to your, so to your mailing list. We've gotten close to 10 now, so is that like 8 now, we've said? Well, come on, we, people, come on, we need two more. Let's make it 10. <laughs> we are missing one obvious one, that is uh, looking for bloggers who do reviews uh, in your genre and then uh, submit your books in order to, to get a review or, or a book feature. Yes, uh, so author spotlight and author features, because you can put your link to your, to your blogs there. Okay. So that's nine, I think. One more, one more. Come on, folks. Look, I'm getting really excited now. <laughs> well, if you really want to, you can always use paid advertising. Do yes. like Facebook ads and things as well to your blog posts. Yes. Now, have you tried them, though? Have you used them yourself? Yes, to limited success. <laughs> Yeah, because that was the next thing that I was going to ask, though, that how successful has it been? Because I'm not a big fan of paid advertising, because what I found, um, and again, in one other episode, um, there was this other author who had come on, and she was quite kind to put the stats that she got, and the result that the return on investment for her didn't, was nowhere near the outlay that she had put in. 
Um, and then from just from personal experience and other things, you know, I've found that when you take out paid advertising, sometimes people only click on it just out of interest and not necessarily because, you know, when they're just nosy, they're like, oh, what's this? I like this image. Let's just look at it. Not because they necessarily are interested. They just want to just nose about, which is not obviously a bad thing. But obviously, if you're, you know, you've got a limited budget and, you know, the big guns are just taking your money, um, you know, so what I found is that it increases your bounce rate. And I think if you're on Alexa, for instance, or you're working on your Alexa rank, you don't want your bounce rate to be quite high. You're trying to reduce your bounce rate. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So how can one, again, you know, sometimes, you know, you find people who say that they're specialists in mobile ads and Google ads and Facebook ads. How can one make taking paid advertising work? Oh. Well, I think a lot of times it's trial and error, and you'll hear people talk about A-B ads, uh, taking an ad and, and having different text or different verbiage on one and then the other, and then running them both and seeing which one does better. If you're very good at doing that, you're, you're testing to see your, your market to see which ad is going to pay off better for you. Then you take your best running ad and maybe you make a similar one with a little bit different verbiage or maybe a different picture and then you run those two together until you hone down um, what's going to work best for you. It takes time and, and you're spending money in the meantime. So right. you have to watch them closely. You have to you know, really have a handle on what's working and what isn't working and then you have to keep uh, tweaking it and honing it until it's perfect. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are very successful. Mm. But then when, when you're starting out and you've got limited budgets, you know, so that's why, seriously, you know, I just think Mark Zuckerberg, he's, he's a genius. He's just sitting there and people are just paying money into his account, you know, every day because we're just doing trial and error and doing the A-B split testing where it's like, yes, please do all the testing you like, okay? Just test a bit more and test a bit more because when you're doing all your testing, I am getting paid, okay? It doesn't matter. I don't care whether it works or not. You know, I'm just, I'm just getting paid. Um, so him, you know, Google, Twitter, all of them, you know, they're getting loads of money guaranteed, whereas we're trying to figure out how to make it work. Now, if you give me two seconds, this morning um, there was an article that I was reading. Um, <clears throat> um, there was an article that I was reading that I put, I left open um, just because I thought I would like to um, go and go and look it back um, again and. Just funny, and you know the thing about how, you know, when you just, you plan something and then, you know, it just goes view in a totally different direction. So, um, this was, um, like, it's an internet marketing um, blogging community that I recently just joined. Um, just because I'm, you know, I'm not a marketing expert and, you know, I'm, I, I have dogged determination to make this succeed. So, this one, um, this article that I was reading... Um, I guess I have to give kudos to the guy who's written it. He wrote it in 2015, and it's a gentleman by the name of Ivan Bayros, um, and the title of the article is called, I need to rank for the following keywords, hell no. Okay, and so basically what he was saying um, is that when you go, and this is me, I'm not going to start reading it now, from just going from memory when I glanced through it this morning, um, and what he was saying is that if you go into Google, for instance, and you search and you put in um, any keywords. So in his example, let me just see if I can um, 
So I'll read from what he said at the beginning. So he said, at various digital marketing meetups where I speak, I'm often asked whether it's possible to get top ranking in Google search engine results page today using keywords or perhaps you know long tail keywords. Now he was saying that this question never fails to um, astonish him because no one seems to be paying attention to the um, tremendous changes Google has implemented regarding you know SERP, so search engine results page. Um, based on the user's um, search criteria. Now, Google, like I've already said, you know, they keep them to going um, strength from strength to strength each day, you know, de delivering results based on what's best for the seekers. So, you know, when we try to manipulate it and try to say, okay, well, if we use, you know, X keyword, then, you know, does that mean we're going to, you know, show up or whatnot, whereas Google is more interested in the benefits of the user. So if you're now thinking about it from a point of view of the user, right, when you type in, so and he's got one example um, where he says, you know, example one, do, do a search for best headphones, right? Now when you do when you type in best headphones, what you will then see are, you know, Google have, you know, shopping as part of the, because if you go to the top of Google, you will see web images, video news, and shopping. So you will then see sponsored lists that come up with, you know, loads of different headphones. Um, you know, but so what he was also saying, right, is that here's the shocker. Not a single URL on Google's SER for, um, our SERP first page is a product page. Right, so I guess to put that into context, right? If I, if you type in children's book, right, it's not going to come up with a specific children's book. You know what the, he's trying to say is that each article that's going to come up would be article. You know, the, each URL would point to articles about different headphone types, or in our case, it would be different children's book types or different romance book type. You know, their benefits. It would be more like price comparison sites um, and if you think about it from a point from the point of view of a user that's what you want isn't it to be able to, to see what other people think um, as opposed to you know just one particular product oh yes because uh, the uh, the point for Google is to show themselves as uh, the best way to be discovered and be found for for those entities who pay then advertise data. Exactly. That was what he then went to say at the end um, of the article, that now Google is trying to do it, that they will show more things that are user-friendly, user-centric, um, as opposed to focusing on one particular brand or one particular service provider. And when you want to show up um, or when you want to rank, you have to pay. So if you're not paying, you're not going to rank. Absolutely. Well, everybody's after money, no? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, which was which was which was quite you know quite interesting when you when you put it because that's literally what they want. And the thing is, when it now boils down to that, that everybody has to pay. Um, and then, you know, you're all fighting, you know, if you think about the millions of authors there are in the world combined at the moment, I'm, I'm guessing there are millions, um, and everybody's trying to rank for a, a similar keyword, then, you know, it's almost like a bidding battle. So, I mean, now, for instance, you know, you have to then keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking because you're, for lack of a better way to say it, you're almost in competition with another author who's also trying to do the same thing. The 
Yes. Anywho, um, okay. Well, we will we will leave that for another day. Um, I think we've we've at least today we've gotten ten good key points, um, which is quite useful. Thank you very much. So, PG, now you didn't tell us what was your book. My latest release is called Gunnin' for You. It's book four of the Rolling Thunder series, and it's um, romance, romantic suspense. Hmm. What was what's it about? Obviously, apart from the romance, like what, what, what's the description? It, it's it's about Gunner, who is um, his his biological father left him and his mother when he was a baby, and he didn't meet him until later in life, just before his father died. Hmm. And uh, after his death, he was given a box of pictures. Okay. From the box of pictures uh, ensues uh, a little bit of trouble. Some people don't want him to have the pictures, and that's where the suspense comes in. Um, there are reasons why they don't want him to have certain pictures, and he's trying to figure out what, what that all entails. In the meantime, he meets a, a love interest, and uh, he's trying to keep her uninvolved in the whole debacle with his, his biological father and, and still trying to build a, a, a relationship with her. Mm, that sounds interesting. Sokka, have you read PJ's book? Yes, yes I have. What do you think I've of it? I've read all of her books, actually. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. What do you think of it? One of the things that I really liked about Gunning for You and the whole Rolling Thunder series is that each one can work as a standalone, but they also bring in characters from previous books. And... I, you know, some people, other people have tried to do that, but it, it always feels really forced. Like, they're kind of like, oh, now i got to throw in a reference to someone from the first book, and now i got to throw in a reference from someone from the second book. And I think with, with PJ's, it's, it's very natural. I don't think she's trying to necessarily give everyone equal um, uh, screen time, if you will. They just, you know, Ryder or Molly or Jeremiah might pop up at some point, but it, it's when it makes sense, along with Gunner and Emma's story. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> was absolutely in agreement with Arthur. Sorry, I can't really hear you. I said that there was a baby in the background who was absolutely in agreement with Sarka. <laughs> she's meant to be getting your drinks together, and you know she's she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what did you think? Have you read her book as well, Massimo? Yeah, it was a, essentially as a, as a courtesy, courtesy for, um, for Patty in order to be here as well, because I have to say that romance is not my, my favorite genre, but uh, I, I think that uh, it is good from time to time for an author to, to go and uh, dig in, in, uh, into a genre to see how the same things or similar things are treated uh, when different themes are or constitute the backbone of the story. What I liked in uh, in, uh, in in Patty was uh, essentially the uh, the character development and the transformation, and okay. how and how they also deal with the character growth and the related plot lines, uh, the foreshadowing and and the backstories that uh, essentially give the uh, reality to to the characters, so they are not uh, cardboard flat uh, um, names on paper, but actually. Uh, show themselves with their flaws, with their problems, with their regrets, and, and, and I think that uh, what Patty did with the transformation of the gunner goes uh, through the book 
when he discovered about his past and, uh, and the biological father was uh, Mm, mm, interesting. Okay, but you know, as in all things, there's always room for improvement. Um, how do you think Patty could have improved on it? I don't know. More sex. <laughs> Sorry. More sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is a it can be funny, but. Uh, um, one of my beta readers, when I wrote the first book, um, actually gave me this, uh, this suggestion. In the sense that I have uh, written a, a post-apocalyptic novel, and of course the, the theme is quite grim, and, uh, and there are lots of death and, and destruction, etc. And he uh, actually said, that, but, you know, what, what about human relationship? What about uh, sex and uh, the involvement, physical and emotional, of, mm. uh, of so at the time she gave me uh, this uh, this advice and uh, and I kept it uh, in my mind uh, because uh, as I said uh, probably before even we started to uh, when we chatted uh, informally before the show started romance and uh, story because characters in order to become real they should feel the same anguish and quests and, uh, and troubles that we go every day. Otherwise, uh, they look like uh, wooden puppets and the, the, the author is the defecting the Pinocchio story that moves all the thing. And mm -hmm. the, the reader cannot relate to perfect characters who live in a perfect plot, who act in a perfect way and don't have... Uh, Doubts and moments and struggles and hmm. So even uh, even the best uh, guy has to be worth. Sorry, I'm struggling to hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was hearing also some background noises from your little human today. What, what I was saying that uh, we, we need, when we create and develop a character, both a good one and a bad villain, put elements of the other of the other side. The coin always has two sides. So characters, good characters, should always have flaws and, uh, and struggle with those flaws. And uh, bad uh, villains uh, should also have uh, some good aspects, some shining spots in their soul. That create uh, the conflicts in their mind as well, and this is probably where the, the readers from identify uh, them because they recognize them. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Right. How about you, Saka? Um. For the how to improve it. Yes. Um, yes. Well, what would she have done differently? Um. I, I don't know that this would be something she could do differently, but I found myself uh, really curious kind of about one of the sort of minor characters. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was uh, Janine or Janice. I can't believe I don't remember her name. See, I really need to know more about her because I can't remember her name. Mm -hmm. um, she'd kind of been involved with Gunner sort of briefly, and she pops up here and there, and, and you know, it's it's unfortunate kind of, but... 
for some reason, I was just really interested in, in, in learning more about her. Maybe she'll be uh, the protagonist of the next book. That would solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that sounds, that sounds um, really good. Um, and it seems um, that Sarka's line has caught off. Uh, I'm not Sarka, PJ, sorry. Okay, well, technology, you win some, you lose some. Um, okay, so if any of the listeners of the, on the show wanted to contact you guys, how could they do it, Sarka? Uh, my website, sarkajane.com, S-A-R-K-A-J-O-N-A-E. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, at sarkajane, sarkajane Miller. Those are the best ways. Uh, you could comment on my blog. It's between-boyfriends.com. Um, I do check that a lot, but the best way is, is definitely my website or my social media. Those are my main social media sites that I that I am on a lot. Hmm, okay. And how? Yeah. And how about you, Massimo? That's the same thing. It's uh, through, through my blog that is uh, Massimo Marino author and uh, and probably in order to uh, find uh, Facebook and Twitter and uh, Google Plus and Pinterest as well, uh, I would suggest that if uh, if readers Google for Massimo Marino Diamonds or Massimo Marino CERN, uh, the CERN laboratory, uh, uh, they find uh, quite a few thousands of links uh, pointing to me, my my books, uh, reviews, articles, etc. Um, I have to admit that uh, I rely a lot on Google to uh, be found. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, no, that's, that's perfect. Well, thank you very much um, for coming on the show, um, and I, I hope you've had time, um, you've enjoyed yourself. I definitely have enjoyed having you guys, and I've definitely learned, you know, a lot of good, useful information um, today, um, especially, you know, about the groups that I probably would not have given much thought to. Um, well, thanks for coming, um, and it's a shame that uh, PJ's uh, just got disconnected, um, but hopefully next time we'll, we'll be able to get her um, until the end. To all the listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Shagiwala Salami show. Um, if you would like to be in the audience for the next show, then please do get in touch with me via my website. That's shagiwalasalami.co.uk. So S-E-G-I-L-O-L-A-S-A-L-A-M-I. Sometimes I have to actually think about it to spell it out. <laughs> um, and I'll see you next week on the Shagilala Salami show. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Bye.